What's up, everybody? I'm back, and I apologize for the extended leave of absence. First, I'm going to run over all of the little things that I'm going to cover in this episode, technically part two of this episode, and then I'll fill you in on what's happening with me, what happened with me, where I've been. I believe I had warned you that I may end up um, just kind of disappearing one day on you, but I also have a very sneaky suspicion that I only wrote that down in a script or that that maybe that, that was recorded on something that was not released as of yet and probably will get cut. But first, let's catch up on what I did get to watch prior to my move down here to sunny Florida. I will be breaking this episode into two parts, as I just mentioned, and in part two, these are some of the things that I uh, will be giving my thoughts, opinions, uh, mini-reviews on, etc. First will be the movie Jiu-Jitsu, which is starring, question mark, Nicolas Cage. A slightly abridged version of my written, possibly recorded, but never released episode of what was coming to the streaming services for the second part of uh, the second half of April. I haven't seen hardly any media since around the time that I created that script, so a while, which was um, early April or end of March, I guess. Some thoughts on uh, the not-so-new-anymore Netflix series Sky Rojo that you, I think, may remember. I was pretty excited about. Um, Kong vs. Godzilla, never got anything out on that. Mortal Kombat, same issue. Disney Plus's uh, Mighty Ducks series will get wrapped up in some of this. The movie The Ghost and Mr. Chicken. The New Mutants. Q, Into the Storm. Persona, The Dark Truth Behind Personality Tests. And then a few other items as well. She'll make it into the second half. And I think I'll be dropping that about 12 hours after I drop this episode. So, what happened to me? Where did I go? Why? And some life lessons along the way. I don't know where to start. So I guess a good spot would be the last time that we hung out. I released my review on Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League. Prior to that, I did have a few projects rather far along. Uh, episode 3 of Messing with Media may already be recorded as well. It's definitely written up. My review on the movie The Grey is quite far along and really just needs to be recorded and edited at this point. And as you can tell, many other smaller items were also in the works, whether in my head or on paper. A lot of it in my head. So I released the Snyder Cut episode and nothing major happens. I pushed um, other podcast-related things off for a day or two. Then a friend contacted me and we hung out into the wee hours of the morning. I hang out with another friend or two over the next few days, and before you know it, I'm a week out from my move. It isn't that I wasn't prepared for the move, I had plenty of time yet. However, I did need to get my button gear and start washing, bedding, etc, etc. My parents were very generous, and for the past several months, while I sold my place, I was able to house-sit their place in town. Nice arrangement, very much appreciated. And so I wanted to show them my appreciation for, you know, making that my transition as smooth as possible and help make their transition as smooth as possible because they happen to also be selling um, pretty much 
the moment that they're back in town. Thus, I reluctantly tore down my recording area because it was very much in the way of accomplishing many of my pre-move goals. Skip forward to moving day, and I procrastinated. I was not beholden to a tight schedule, as I had decided that I would be driving down instead of flying, just due to everything else going on, my dumb cat. And initially, months ago, I wanted to take my time and view some areas of our beautiful country here in the United States that I've never seen before. For those of you not from the States, it's not uncommon for people to be shocked at just how large the U.S. really is, so... There's a lot of territory I would love to see that I've never seen. Day two comes, and a few things take longer than expected. I realize I'll just plan to leave the following day. Day three comes, and it is the first beautiful spring day in my hometown in some time. Picturesque, even. There cannot be any more delay. I need to get on the road that day. Rhyme not intended. I'm outside during that day, and I'm looking around, enjoying the weather, and I get some feels. Deep down in my soul, and I giggle to myself. Is this the moment I cry? Don't be silly, Steve. You probably won't cry at all. Much less right now, when you're still several hours from heading out. The mass near my heart grows and grows. My eyes well up. Technically, I may never be back here again. This is my home. I wasn't born here, but I was raised here. I took my first steps here. The tears come, and I wonder, am I making a mistake? Luckily, I'm not an incredibly emotional person, under most circumstances at least, so all these feels pass within the hour, and at that point, I'm excited to get on the road. Oh boy, Steve. What little you knew. In the afternoon... I wait to head out until after the local rush hour dies down. I'll be able to get through some areas while there's almost no traffic. I love to drive at night. I love driving. So, the time comes, let's rock, and I head out. For the next seven hours, I'm having a blast. I'm one with the truck drivers of America. At one point, I was one of 13 truck drivers cruising down the highway with our precious loads. In my little car, that is. I've got all the energy in the world. A quick look, I'm only 12 hours out. I'm making pretty great timing here. I've shaved off one hour, two hours, three hours already. I could make it to my final destination by early afternoon, get an extended rest, and then feel great the next day. Fast forward five more hours, and suddenly, I'm more like... 16 hours from my destination? Well, something isn't right. I'm not sure what it is. I'm starting to get a bit exhausted by now. But I'm also upset, because clearly I screwed something up. Well, whatever. After a quick 20 or 30 minute break, I'm feeling ready to push through and get my ass to Nashville. I planned on stopping somewhere for a nice breakfast in the area, and then I'll take a few hours nap and get back on the road. I strike while the iron is hot and I'm feeling fresh, and I head out immediately. I figure I'll pull over somewhere outside of Nashville and 
figure out my destination for breakfast at that point in time. Row. All of a sudden, I'm in the middle of heavy morning rush hour traffic. There's no time to think, no time to just digest where my GPS is taking me. This traffic is mad. What the fuck is wrong with you people in Nashville? You're crazy. I'll give you one luck, uh, one leg up on the Alabamians, though. At least, for the most part, you guys are good drivers, even if you do some crazy and stupid shit. I actually had a blast trying to stay alive on your city highways. The same could not be said for Alabama. I, I think they need some glasses in Alabama. I know that it's hard to see down there on the road, but those little lines, you're supposed to keep your car in between them. And also, you don't need to slam on your damn brakes every five seconds. Now, the rest of Tennessee, I could get down with. You travel fast as a motherfucker there on I-40. I believe it was I-40. Yes, I believe. It's all a bit of a blur at this point in the trip. You see, I've now been up for 24 hours straight and driving for approximately 12 of them with very little time off of the road. There's more to the road trip story, and it only gets worse from there. The moment that I hit Nashville was merely the beginning of my adventure. That was about the point where I've had a little time to do some math and think about the trip up to that point over and over in my head. How come I'm just now about 12 hours out when I had been 12 hours out not too long after midnight and it's about 8 a.m. now? Well, traffic is responsible for a small portion, as the 12-hour ETA from earlier was based upon expectations of me giving, getting past some of these larger cities before the morning traffic and, and maybe in between some of the traffic, but that doesn't at all explain the fact that I could have driven to my destination and back based on my final mileage, and I'm not exaggerating. I could have driven from the tippy-top of the northern Midwest to the tippy bottom of the eastern south and back again, based on my final mileage. Let's pull the story over for a second for a few quick lessons, folks. Don't get caught up in the small picture. I could explain in excruciating detail what exactly happened, but here is the gist of it. I continually altered my route while simultaneously attempting to follow a fairly specific route. With each stop, I updated my navigation system, not aware of how to save a specific trip. And I didn't take the time to think of not only where I currently was, not only where my next location I was heading to is, and not only where my final destination was. Instead, I went from point A to point B, altered something, got back on the road, stopped to brush my teeth and grab another Red Bull, altered something, got back on the road, stopped for gas, re-altered to point C even though I was off course and closer to point D already. Because, well, because I just wasn't stopping to look at the big picture. Zoom out of my current location. Pay attention to street signs. All I was doing was looking at the next five miles ahead, forgetting about the big picture focused on my short-term goals. So, my first three lessons are, step A, prepare better. 
Step B, understand the technology you're using prior to using it. Step C, take a step back and look at the big picture. Reassess if needed. And don't get stuck following the lines of the road immediately in front of you. Yes, this lesson is a metaphor for life as well as it being very literal advice. Plus, a little sleep never hurt anyone. Back on the road and let's jump forward. I've arrived at my destination. Within about four days, I'm at a local dentist's office for a problem which popped up about a week prior to when I originally was supposed to leave. The issue goes back two years. Well, no, as, as I found out, it goes back to the moment that I walked out of the dentist's office when I was a teenager and I failed to say anything about the little bit of my filling that was hanging over like a hook behind my now-filled cavity tooth. Well, in about six months, I'll have spent many several grand in order to fix this issue. The process for a tooth implant is already started, as well as the fact that I'll be spending another similar amount of several grand to fix my bite, which unfortunately has shifted over the past 10 years or so and could cause future problems. But I have to fix it before I have a tooth implanted. As much as it sucks to sink so much money into my mouth, I'm very excited to get all of that fixed, and that leads us to another few life lessons I learned the hard way. As easy as it is to ignore your health in your 20s, as much as this is not the first time you've heard this, as much as the few hundred dollars it may cost to fix a cavity now cuts into your fun time money, or maybe even it puts you in debt, it's only going to cost more down the road. Stay on top of your health, get to those cleanings, and quit ignoring the emails from your doctor to set up your next appointment. Lesson 2. Speak up. Even if you have a minor concern, or you think, oh, I'm, I'm sure it's nothing, or, oh, I'm sure that won't cause any issues anyways. Speak up. For the last lesson here, I'm going to shift off story a bit to a lesson which goes all the way back to my childhood that I learned from someone, or a song actually, that has struck a chord with me and most definitely helped to shape who I am to this very day. It's a message, message that I have always tried to live by. That man, that song, that message comes from Michael Jackson and his song, Man in the Mirror. It's very simple. If you want to make a change, first, and most importantly, you need to look in the mirror. Because that change must begin with you. Over the past few years, I've really grown a lot, in part because I changed some of my friends and I've been apart, I've been away from my family for most of that time. So part one here is that it's very important, and the sooner the better in my opinion of course, that you allow yourself some distance from friends and family at some points in your life in order to help further your own development. It's also important to take some alone time, no distractions, to think about yourself. What you want to do. Who do you want to be? Where do you want to go in life? And similarly, possibly more importantly for some of us, you can add a don't in there. Who don't you want to be? 
What are your flaws? What causes you to react or behave in manners that may be off-putting? What about you is off-putting in the first place? Here's where I'm going to open up about a piece of me that literally no one knows about. Not for any reason other than it's just not something that typically would come up in conversation. Since a very young age, I've always had something, no matter how major or minor it may be, that I've actively, and that's an important word, actively tried to improve about myself. The reason for that has a little story first. You know me. I've only ever had two people in my life that I would consider to have been bullies. And one of them was at a very young age. And that individual often called me gay. It was a much more common phrase or insult. And it was even a slang term back in the 90s. But I was pretty sure I was in fact not gay. Then again, I didn't even know what sexuality was yet. I hadn't hit puberty yet. So, as I'm sure I'm approaching puberty, questions arise. What was it about me that constantly caused this individual to call me gay? Am I gay? As far as I recall, it didn't take me long, and I came to the conclusion that no, I'm not gay. I definitely liked the girls. So, then, more questions arise. Is it my mannerisms? Maybe it's my hobbies. And so, that was the first example, and obviously the beginning of me working on me. Many of us could easily argue that I didn't need to change a damn thing about myself, and the issues lied within that individual and not myself. And truly, I didn't change much about myself. But I did discover that I enjoyed stereotypically manly things, too. Probably had something to do with me hitting puberty. To this day, I still get hit on by the random guy, or have the random person assume that I'm gay. I just have that look, maybe? I don't know. I definitely have some mannerisms that give off that vibe. Effeminate mannerisms, even. I'm single most of the time. I'm confident in my sexuality, and I'm not afraid to wear pink. Or cook. But I also love football and fantasy football and having a beer with the guys. Then again, I also really like fruity cocktails, too. They taste great. The truth is, none of those things mean that I'm straight or gay. Sexuality is not linked to what one enjoys in life. Except for, you know, the sex part of life. Anyways, rant over. Be comfortable with who you are and not who you're expected to be. It's really all that I'm trying to say. All right, so I'm here in Florida. Let's hop back in time to where that rant began. I believe I have grown a lot over the past few years. But it didn't take long before some of those things that I had worked up on to pop right back into my interactions with my parents. That frustrated me. Here's my next lesson. Did I say it was the last lesson before? Never believe anything that comes out of my mouth. Maybe most things, don't believe them. <laughs> so here's my next lesson that I could hammer 
into people's heads over and over. And it has to do with communication. My parents and I spoke bluntly and honestly. And I explained in shorter form that I was seeing all the hard work that I put into myself dissipate in a flash down here. I explained that I feel that I have made a lot of improvements to me in recent years and that I was questioning moving into an area where we would be in contact a lot more if that also meant that I would lose all of the hard work I had done to myself. Maybe I would be better off more alone like it had been back in my hometown. Still love y'all. As that conversation would go, we all learned some things about each other and ourselves and how we could all improve and how we could help each other to improve. Part of that means calling each other out and having to hear things that we don't want to hear. My parents went back up to the Midwest a few days ago, and I'm happy I'll be able to continue solidifying some of my core while being down here without them yet again. Because I don't think that I'm finished, and I never will be. But as far as the three of us go, we made a lot of progress with understanding each other, and thus limiting and preventing skirmishes between each other more quickly, which led to a happier and more fun few days together than it had originally appeared in those first few days after I arrived down here in Florida. Recouping some of my sleep probably helped too. A little grumpy ass when I don't get all my sleep. So much of what causes so many issues in this world, big and small, is miscommunication. And it's my belief that so much of that comes down to both fear and misunderstanding. Fears of not being understood, miscommunication, definitely, that includes not listening to others and instead just hearing them. And at the root of all this is the desire to be heard. Isn't that what we all want in life? To be heard? If you don't know who you are, you will never be heard because you don't have a voice. So put in the work. Actively and honestly improve yourself and your health, and then you will be heard. And the only way we can make this world a better place is by being heard. This last month has felt like a lifetime. I do not feel like I've made a mistake in moving down here. But if I did, my hometown will still be there. Thank you, Haley, for that reminder. And I was cursed enough to receive half of a life's worth of lessons and stories in under 10 days' time. Although my original intention was not to sit here and spout out life lessons to you, I figured, if some of what I learned can improve one person's life, can help someone look in the mirror and make a change, then I've accomplished my goal with this podcast as a whole, and my number one goal in life, which is, to have a positive impact on anyone and everyone I've co- I come into contact with. What a great time to stutter. No matter how big or small that impact may be. I'm going to end this here, and I'm also going to try to improve my co- podcast from here on forward 
by jumping right into the meat of things all the quicker. Because who the hell wants to learn about me when you came here for the reviews, thoughts, and recommendations on fucking movies as an escape and not for some random person's life lessons? Some random idiot's life lessons. An idiot who managed to fuck up while using GPS nonetheless. As always, I love you. You love you. Let's make this world a better place. So take a look at yourself and make a change.